Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. AEW Dynamite After Show, and have we got a show for you. We've got broken glass, we've got nails, and we even have bolt cutters. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer, but I'm being joined by none other than Jimmy Corderas and Demon Diva NYC Issa team isa on the far end of the screen how are you doing i'm happy to be here with jimmy the disrespect jimmy that's a dq oh, jimmy i think it, we can how is that a well, dq fairly not, yet. Say. not yet we got to get you know some creative liberties here you know what i mean what what this this is this is like when at the beginning of the match jimmy where you're checking to see if they have any like foreign objects on them and you're checking the the knee pads and stuff Issa's already got foreign objects. Throw her out. This one's done. Well, tonight's theme was blood and guts, so hey, I guess it's allowed. I got a feeling the blood and guts will continue on today's episode. Uh, super pumped to be here. If you guys are in the chat or uh, watching the show, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Share the link in social media. And uh, while you're here, join us in this live chat. We got a lot of folks here already, and if you're just lurking, that's okay, too. Just go ahead and say, I'm a lurker in the chat, so we know you're here. It's always fun to see everybody. I, geez, I'm falling behind on this chat. I got to catch up with everyone in here. Lots of stuff going on. But let's talk about some news as we allow everyone to settle in and find their seats. Some good news, it sounds like, came just before AEW Dynamite. Brian Danielson provides a health update. And uh, he basically he tweeted, he said that surgery went well and I'm on the road to recovery. Thank you for all the support. Check out Blood and Guts tonight. Uh, Issa, this has got to be good news. I mean, it sounds like he had the surgery on the road to recovery. And I mean, I'm guessing it'll be a long time before he's back. But yeah, good. he went ahead and shared a picture, the, the picture that we originally saw of the injury along with the post-surgery uh, update which he got a steel rod put in there nine screws i believe he said on his update uh brian has been through a lot <laughs> so i i expect nothing but a fast recovery from this it's just it's, i'm excited to see that it was something fixable and, and that he's on his way to recovery and in good spirits happy to see an update take your time just make sure you're 100 before you come back and i can't wait to see him back i i enjoyed the shit out of brian on mm -hmm. aw not even gonna lie Brian Danielson, truly one of the best, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, I imagine you're a big fan of, 
of uh, Brian Danielson, but I feel like surgery, getting that done and getting the, the work done, that's, that's like the big thing. That's out of the way. Now we can start working towards getting him back on TV. Of course. And like, like Issa said, take your time. There's no rush because th- there's always a place for Daniel Ryan or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, whatever company he works for, there is a place for him in this business. There always will be until it's his, until he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore. And right now, you know, during his recovery time, he could take some time with his wife and kids now and just, you know, uh, be a dad for a little bit. Enjoy that because, you know, sometimes you don't get to enjoy it as much as you like to in this business. Uh, you know, you, the, the travel does get to you, but uh, like, like you said, make sure you're hundred percent. Just, just get better, Brian. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we got some more news and we actually saw someone in the chat a second ago alluded to collision. George Bartley saying collisions. Actually, I actually lowered my own chair. Why I, I get this, why I get okay. this. Fixed. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but you just lost like five inches wide there. I, uh, I, I, you guys don't know this, but I'm sitting in one of those, uh, above a tank of water and people are throwing baseballs at a target and someone just hit it and I dropped it <laughs> my seat. Fell. I got to fix it. But while I'm fixing it, I'll let you guys chat here. We're, uh, we're already going off the rails here. Um, Fightful Select is reporting that a talent meeting Uh, was held before the July 8th edition of Collision, led by CM Punk, which focused on ways to differentiate the program from Dynamite. According to the report, the meeting helped ease the worries of Collision wrestlers. Punk reportedly led the locker room in a discussion of finishes, shenanigans, and other things they want to avoid on the Saturday night program. Also covered were the recently reported safety guidelines, as well as a reminder to work a bit harder at promoting projects like AEW Fight Forever video game. Um, Jimmy, this sounds like good locker room leadership. It does sound like good locker room leadership, and and it's all independent. I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it, but it all depends on how he conducted himself. And from all accounts, he conducted himself professionally and and did it in a way where he didn't do it to get himself over so to speak. Right. and if that's the case then all to him it's kind of like uh you know back in back in my day as tony Greer used to say you know taker was our locker room leader and anytime he said hey we need to get together we got together and if punk has decided that uh, he's going to take on this role and the locker room is behind him all for him because you know he he's all for the business not just for himself it sounds like anyways right uh, well, I think everyone tries to sound like they're for the business, and not themselves. But I think this True. is uh, truly a good thing here. Uh, mm-hmm. Issa, do you think that Collision should feel different than Dynamite or should they try to make it feel like the shows are collaborative? I think they just need to keep doing what they're doing. I actually sat down and enjoyed my first Collision this Saturday. I thought it was a fun show i really really enjoy collision the matches it felt different and i hope the meeting went well and it got the spirits up but i don't feel like they need to be changing anything it does feel like a different show i had a lot of fun watching it and fortunately due to like in-person uh commitments that i have i have a hard time watching collision but i put it on my dvr list that's gonna be my coffee sunday morning show moving forward after getting a taste of it this saturday i thought it was great i hope they keep doing what they're doing and the meetings i mean keep having them if you need them but don't push it too hard the show feels different it does i felt like i was watching a whole different show and product and i didn't mind it i 
I agree. I mean, I DVR'd as well this week. Funny enough, this weekend, I was able to watch it live too, though. And um, Collision, I mean, it's still fairly new, but I think week in, week out, it's one of the better wrestling shows on weekly television. Um, I think I still think, in my opinion, NXT is the most consistent show as far as what you're going to get and being entertaining. Uh, but Collision, I think, is right up there as far as it's yeah. so consistent in what you're getting, who you're getting, what the stories are. And the matches and the results, everything about Last Collision, I thought, was yeah. very excellently executed. The, the, only, the only negative up here in Canada is we don't get to see it live. It's not it's not aired oh, live no. in Canada. You're going to DVR it anyways. Come on. Well, obviously, <laughs> there's ways to watch it, but I don't want to encourage those. <laughs> um, we uh, we got a couple of super chats I want to make sure that we get to here. Uh, Keon Robinson saying, wow, Issa, you just made my day. So thank you, Keon. That's a nice she thing makes, to say about a lot of people's days. One of us. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank Shelbowski. you for agreeing with that statement. It was a great super chat. It was a good super chat. Actually, Shelbowski, you know what? I'm going to uh, bring up Save your it. super chat later when we're uh, talking about the tag team tournament. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that because that one looks like a good one we want to talk about. But yeah, lots of folks in the chat. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember, so, like, So you're going to report share. the news and we're not going to talk about Dominic? That is the biggest news. Not Collision, not CM Punk meeting. Is Dominic becoming our new North American champion, bringing wow. NXT their second highest rating in two years. That's what we need to be talking about. You had all That's night amazing. to talk about that last night. Oh, so you want to talk about Collision? That was Saturday, Jack Farmer. Please stay on brand. Come news. on. I'm talking on. about the news. You're talking about okay. Saturday oh, okay. night news. Okay. Please, Break it Jack. up. Break it up. Break I'm a, it up. No, it's just, I'm a it's news just, He breaker. wants to talk about like last weekend's things. Like some I of am, us have moved on from that, Jack. I'm sorry. I am a news breaker. And news I'll be breaker. honest with you. Yo, I feel I'm, like I'm bringing news that happened last night at 10 p.m. He's talking about some meeting that CM Punk had like three days is it, ago. Is Jack, it go really away. news? Who I didn't think Dom was going to win that match? I mean, Dom I was the favorite. Dom is one of the most dangerous men in pro wrestling. Of course he won that match. No. I think the news is Wesley survived. Great. Wow. So let's talk about it. Bring the real well, news in, Jack We'll Farmer. save that for the NXT Wow, bias, bias reporting. Bias yeah. reporting. Save that for the NXT podcast. But bias got, uh, reporting. I'll call this wanna, one a draw. I want to. I want to th thank everyone who's joining us in the chat. Dylan Matthews, Lego Brick Collector, Beer Money, uh, Legit Heat Wrestling Show. We got uh, Tim Mickles in the chat. Chris Evans in the chat. Jason uh, Prate. I'm sorry if I, I feel like I say your name wrong every time, Jason. I apologize. But uh, Jason Prate in the chat. Jeffrey Sullivan, Ethan Cruz, Jr. Smith, Tony Tory, Tommy O, Paul Kyoko. Uh, lots of folks in here. Thanks so much for joining us. Shout out to everybody in the uh, chat. Please give us yes. a dirty dom in the chat just for yeah. the news that should have been reported tonight. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, so shout out Dom Mysterio, uh, North American champion. Uh, dirty uh, dom to you, sir. Still the champion of our hearts, I guess. Right. Um, speaking of champions of our hearts, let's get into this show. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy No More, buries the past in the desert before coming out in his all-leather outfit. Jack Perry and Hook all have leather. a match. It was definitely not all-leather. For the FTW <laughs> Championship. 
Hook seems unstoppable in this one until the ref goes down and Jack Perry uses the title to hit Hook and end the undefeated streak and become the new FTW champion. Jimmy, I want to talk about Jack Perry here. In your opinion, this new version of him, the music, the outfit, the way he carried himself in the ring, what are your thoughts on Jack Perry today? Uh, to be honest with you, I think he's conducting himself very well as a heel. I think he's embraced this role very well. And it doesn't feel like, hi, I'm playing heel wrestler. It, it, it feels like it's, it's in him. So that's what's connecting with me is that it feels like he has embraced this. Uh, I want to say character, but at the same time, it almost feels like this is a little bit of him coming out too as well. So that's what you need in a situation like this. So, uh, Former Jungle Boy, now Jack Perry, good yeah, on you. Jungle Boy killed a guy. He killed, he killed somebody. He buried someone <laughs> in the desert. Like, yeah. Issa, you make a good point. We're kind of brushing over the fact that he buried someone in the he desert. killed a guy. <laughs> We're talking about Dirty Dog. We're talking about prison. We're not going to bring up how freaking Jungle Boy killed a guy. Brick killed somebody. <laughs> you get it, Jack. I usually don't like you, but you get it. <laughs> That escalated really fast. I mean, that really got out of it. <laughs> now, listen, I I agree with Jimmy, and I know Jimmy's going to love this reference, but we saw Jungle Boy spend a lot of time with Christian, and I feel like the boy learned. I feel like he learned. We're getting healed, Jungle Boy, here. I'm not a fan of the entrance, but I love what they did up to the music. I don't think I'm feeling the music, but maybe that's his job as a heel. But the video package killing a guy, which I think it signifies his former self. I, I loved everything about this. And I can't help but to think Jungle Boy must have been taking those notes every second he spent with Christian. Because I said when they turned him, I was like, I don't know if I can buy him as a heel. And oh, my God, is he proving me wrong? <laughs> Oh, I just want to point out that someone pointed, uh, mentioned in the chat, uh, I want to say it was Jack Roman, I, I think that's who it was, the, that Jungle Boy, uh, no, Jack Perry buried Jungle Boy. Yeah. Because they did show the boots, and the boots did look kind of familiar. Yeah, and were you a fan of the fan that the music played before we go into the video package? Because when he cut his first heel promo a couple of weeks ago, he said, no, I'm done with this music. So when I heard the music come back on, I was like, I thought he said he was done with this. What are we doing here? But it was building up to this moment. There However, Jack, that was not all leather. The jacket was. The rest of the gear was not all leather. Just, just pointing that out. I'm a big leather. leather girl. I'm a big leather. leather girl. That was not all leather. It was leather in my heart. Okay. Uh, well, uh, your heart don't count. Oh, well, the, uh, uh, well, let me follow up, Jimmy. Uh, for this, so Hook has been undefeated mm -hmm. and um, been undefeated for a long time. And Jack Perry wins the champion, the FTW championship, ends the reign of Hook, ends the undefeated streak here. Is it the right call? giving the title to Jack Perry and having him get the win here? Or do you think they should have had him be his own guy for a little bit instead of being a champion? Uh, he didn't need it. Let's put it that way, because he has embraced this, this role as a heel very well. So it didn't have to be hook and take a title, but since they did put him in there against hook, why not have him win the championship? The way it was done was done in a way uh, supposed to protect 
hook with the referee bump. That was, right. oh my goodness, I don't, uh, just didn't look good at all. Uh, I get what they were trying to uh, accomplish with this, but it, it just came off very weak. They could have, here's two guys that are beating the living crap out of each other in a match. So the referee should have, to be knocked out the way he was, should have taken one heck of a bump as opposed to what looked like a glancing blow, if if that at all. Yeah, and that's uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because, of course, your pal, friend of the show, RJ, actually was asking mm-hmm. about that on Twitter, uh, had mentioned the uh, the ref bump there. And, um, yeah, it was uh, – I agree with you on that one. Um, but I do think it's good that – I feel like Jack Perry has the opportunity to – make something of the FTW title. And I think Hook was cool. Hook's very cool. Everyone loves him. I think he'll be fine without yeah, it. For a 13-year-old, but, he's doing great. For 13, is he 13 already? No, he, Where well. does the time go? <laughs> the, um, but he definitely, like, he was, he's, he's, he's great, but it definitely kind of just felt like it became part of his gear as opposed to him being the champion, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, where I feel like... Someone like Jack Perry and at least this new version of him is someone who can rub it in our face and make us hate him and sort of make it something people want to take from him again, as opposed to just being something that a wrestler has. Right. So I, um, I wish I, I, I like the buildup to this, the, the sliding to the SUV that Jungle Boy did. I will never be able to unsee that. Probably one of my favorite things about the buildup to this. However, I will say that I don't know that we talked about Hook being undefeated enough and it would have felt like a better deal if we would have put that over throughout the buildup. Like this guy has, no, I, I saw him coming out tonight and I was like, holy crap, he's 34 and all. First of all, I asked when and where. I think a lot of these matches were on televised. Uh, but I was like, we should have really made that a big deal and Jungle Boy winning would have felt like such a huge deal that he got that one week win over hook we didn't talk about him being undefeated enough and um i liked it i thought it was the right choice but the ref bump (laughs) jimmy i wish sometimes you could be on my streams because there's so many times that i say oh i jimmy probably loved that sarcastically of course (laughs) (laughs) because i saw that and i was like i'm sorry that was bad glad that they kind of protected hook here somehow but that was a horrible spot i i i have to call it out i i agree with you there as far as the the um the win loss record goes because yeah it felt like he was undefeated he had a great record too it wasn't like he was like eight and oh it was 30 something and oh and it's been over the course of a few years now that he's been there wrestling matches and him losing the match it felt like the the fact that he was undefeated was kind of a, a minor thing that didn't really get driven home where it should have been yeah, a big deal. He ended a win streak that's years long. Maybe, I, I don't know. Time, what is time? I feel like it's been years. Has it been years? It has been years. It yeah. has. Yeah. See and, see, and I know people complain in the WWE, too, that they keep emphasizing how long so-and-so's been champion and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? At least they emphasize that and they make it feel important. This oh, they seem to be right. Yeah, this should have been done with Hook. It just felt like it was glossed over tonight. That's for sure. I will say, I think in their defense, a lot of Hook's matches didn't happen on TV. So I think if they were 
driving that home. A it lot of people doesn't matter say, though because so when Jungle it. Boy, um, I back agree. I'm his, playing devil's advocate. In his babyface days, when he made it to 50 victories, the first AW wrestler to make it to 50 victories, we probably didn't see 40 of them. But they made <laughs> a big deal on TV about him making it, being the first AW guy to make it to 50 victories. I just felt like, I mean, I know that we're trying to do a lot with this story, but I do feel like we should have like really, really mentioned. Jungle Boy is undefeated. You know, that that's all. That's I mean, I'm sorry, uh Hook is undefeated because he would have just felt like a big deal. Yeah. I do like as Monopoly Man here says, uh, Taz was super pissed Hook lost. I like that he was acting like he was upset, you know, like that he mm-hmm. treated it that way. It wasn't just like, yep, things happen, you know, because mm-hmm. Hook's his son. So of course he's gonna be upset about it. Sure. Um, so I did like that. Uh, we got a couple backstage or uh, away from the ring segments where Jericho was meeting with Don Callis. And then when he got to the arena, uh, Alex Marvez, Alex Scoops, as they were calling him, tried to get a word, but they just laughed him off. Uh, Issa, do you think that... I- I'm trying to wait, find a way to phrase this. I get that we're trying to ask the will he or won't he join Don Callis but I feel like they're being so heavy-handed that he's joining Don Callis I feel like just get to it already what are your thoughts or it might be a swerve but I mean AW sometimes does cater to uh, a niche community so I like the whole I'm trying to find the hottest scoop you know like (laughs) like gimmick that they're doing with this because they, they know what they're doing with that um but I really, I really want to know where where they go, uh, because at this point I feel like it's so obvious that it makes me wonder if Jericho has something up his sleeve here. I mentioned that last week. I don't see Jericho as a follower, as a joiner. Mm-hmm. Every time that we have seen everything that we have seen from Jericho in AEW has been on his own or him forming these factions or bringing together these people inner circle, Jericho Association Society. I don't see him as somebody that's going to follow Don Callis. So I, I don't care mm-hmm. how obvious you want to make it. I don't fall for it. I don't see Jericho following somewhere. It's just not who you have sold me for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um. I, I agree with that as well. But it's uh, Jimmy. I want to ask you about um, speaking of this, you know, Alex Marvez, Alex Scoops thing. That it, it needs to touches on something that something I always feel like they miss in pro wrestling. That's so easy. Is you have these people who are interviewing folks backstage, but they never or very rarely treat them like reporters or interviewers trying to get scoops. It's always mm-hmm. just like I'm talking with so and so. Do you feel like wrestling misses an opportunity to have the quote-unquote investigative journalist working with people? Well, it, it, it does feel like it hasn't been uh, uh, broached in a long time. Let's put it that way. It always seems like the standard, I'm here with so-and-so, and then blah, 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 and look, what do you have to say about this? And, you know, very simple. and then somebody usually pops in and interrupts, and that's when we have the conflict or, or be set up for something to come along. Um you don't get the um, uh, the backstage interviewer prying anymore. Hey, can I ask? You, I want to ask you something that may that may not sit well with you, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, really, really dig. Mm-hmm. If that's what you mean, we haven't been seeing that at all lately. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of like fluff stuff to kind of help set up a confrontation that's going to happen during that segment, anyways. 
I do feel that's why it worked here because you didn't use, use Renee. You didn't use those people that we know as AEW backstage interviewers. You're using mm -hmm. someone who we know is there, but feels like a little bit of an outsider. So it works a little bit more when you create that all lead graphic. It's the same thing with some of the backstage interviewers in WWE. Mm -hmm. You don't expect, you expect them to ask the right questions, right? But bringing somebody that feels like an outsider, I do think it adds a little bit of reality to that because mm -hmm. those people are not going to care about what they're asking etc so i did like that they use a different you know reporter here fair point yeah um so we continue on and we get a quick match Britt baker versus kayla sparks quick for <laughs> Britt baker this wasn't even a match jack get real i mean Be so for real <laughs> well that, let me well that's what i wanted to talk to you about so i think anyone who's i've seen kayla sparks wrestle before i think she's great Britt baker a star i think for AEW in that division uh but Issa, I felt like this one, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, obviously you have squash matches, you have matches that are meant to enhance certain people. I felt like with this one, it felt more like Kayla, if you're talking about like how good Britt is or how good someone is, it felt like Kayla just wasn't good and Britt Baker beat her quick as opposed to Britt Baker's so good, she got a quick win, if that makes sense. Correct. It was like a filler. I, I, I want to start with the positive. I was taught in corporate America always starts with the positive before you go into the negative criticism. So mm -hmm. I will say, Britt Baker has taken a lot of else on TV, and she's one of your biggest stars in the women's division. So we do have to rebuild her in order to get her to an interesting program again. Because if you go and look, there's more else than W's after she dropped the AEW World Women's Championship. So I'm happy to see her get a win on TV. This was the literal version of, we got to put the women on the show or they're going to say something. That's what this felt like. And I'm sorry, I'm going to call it out. That's what it was. It was, um, I mean, I would have liked to have seen more time uh, for this match or something. But Jimmy, I mean, um was there so what, what do you what did you get from this match again i i agree Britt baker needs to get some wins and mm -hmm. i i'll even defend the length of the match that hey you need you have a big long blood and guts match after this we got to save time for that yeah we have we had a longer yeah. stare down between fdr and adam cole and mjf than this match yes. lasted and you know it yeah, no i know absolutely. again i'm just I, I, i'm just saying something about the way oh. the Okay, the way this one played out, it just doesn't like. I don't feel like Britt Baker. Jimmy, looked you like can a take threat. my side. It's Wednesday, Jimmy. It's okay. I, I don't. I don't feel like Britt Baker came off looking like a threat or Kayla as a plucky underdog. It felt like no. It did. It did nothing. It did. It did nothing to enhance either of them. To be honest with you, and that's the that's the thing. In in a typical enhancement match, if that's what you want to call this, uh, it's supposed to make the person going over look strong and it didn't it just it just felt like eh, you know what i mean yeah it didn't it didn't make me think oh wow she took care of her she took care of uh kayla really quickly no it just made me think oh well why even bother putting that on i i definitely think uh shout out flobo in the chat uh i think that like there are certain things like it was like one hit and then Kayla's in the corner just waiting while Britt's putting on the glove and like Kayla's already like out of action from one hit. It made me think mm -hmm. like Britt's not the character that's like overpowering somebody, you know, and like she's not the Raquel Rodriguez who hits you once and like, oh, my God, I'm knocked out. That's not the type of wrestler Britt Baker is. So like one hit Kayla's like dazed in the corner who <laughs> waited longer, Kayla for Britt to put on the glove or the referee on the opening match to take the bump? 
Oh my goodness. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> I hate, you know, I hate, I hate to, to rag on my good brothers and sisters in stripes, but at the same time, when they, when, when something doesn't go well, I will call them out. And that did not look good at all. Sorry to, um, get, to go back to that, but it just, it, it didn't sit well with me at all. The um, uh, shout out stalking you with the little doggy emoji. Um, dog fans here. So you're going to get a shout out with doggy emojis. Um, but uh, in any case, I guess all is good. Kayla Sparks got some time on the, uh, on, on TV and uh, Britt Baker got a win. So we got a yes boy with a super chat. Asking, uh, you didn't do the hand movement. You're supposed to go. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Thank yeah. you. Side plate check. That's a throwback. Uh, <laughs> <what> a, <laughs> uh, ask, what are some of your guys' favorite crowd chants? I still laugh whenever I hear you sold out and you sick. F asterisks, asterisk, asterisk. Mm. Wow. Uh, Jimmy, what's your favorite chant? Oh, man, I wish I could remember some of the great ones back in the, at the Attitude Era. Two. Two, two, yeah, that one works. <laughs> that one works. You suck, ref. You know, that one? Yeah. Wow. No, if you're getting that chant, then you're not doing your job right. Let's put it that way. Um, I yeah. am going to chime in and ask the real Puerto Rican that I am. I'm going to say my favorite chant is FUA. And if you have watched wrestling in Puerto Rico, you know what I'm talking about. What? Yeah, of course uh, you don't about, know, Jack. Of course uh, you don't know. How about Viva la Raza? Sube tu bandera si tú eres latino. Bout it, bout it, and rowdy, it, rowdy. It. You know, you know, Jimmy, I'm LWO for life, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we get to probably, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think the most entertaining portions of the show, a couple of them happened here. Adam Cole and MJF, they eat some spicy food and get drunk and then talk about how MJF body slammed a 500-pound giant in front of 120,000 people before they assault their surfer. Max, I was there. It didn't happen. <laughs> this is... Uh... Jimmy, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of this too, but just that segment and, and the whole idea of, of MJF just milking this body slam is, oh. I, look, we'll talk, we can talk about his ability to cut promos, but MJF's ability to just get as much out of everything is second to none. Oh my goodness. He is just, you know, Everything he touches turns to gold lately. It's amazing. And this whole buddy meal thing that they did, uh, comedic gold. And for those of you out there who don't understand the sports entertainment aspect of pro wrestling yes. that catches, this works. This gets people involved. It's got people buying into this tag team. It's got them invested. It's got me drawn in. It, 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 you know, and of course they had the match coming up and it made me think, hey, you know what? I want to see this match and I want to see uh, it looks like they're coexisting. Can this continue? I I am sorry, Jack. I'm not even going to let you ask the question. I just got to jump in. I love this. I love everything that they're doing with them. I'm sports entertained. You said it, Jimmy. It's a story and I cannot get enough 
of it. I wanted to get stupid drunk. I'm watching this and I'm like, give me some rum. I want to get stupid drunk with these guys. I'm watching it and I'm just loving it that much. Mm-hmm. The, 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 let's face your fears. <laughs> and and said one of his fears was poor people. And I'm sorry, I laughed. I'm like, shut up. But the best part about this is not only is MJF turns everything that he works with into gold, but I feel like Adam Cole is making MJF likable. And MJF is making Adam Cole relevant. I have been very critical on AEW lack of giving Adam Cole that oof that he has, right? And, and I just, since he came to AEW, I just haven't been as invested as I am right now into the storyline. I love everything that they're doing with the outside vignettes, and I love everything that they're doing when they get to the matches. Whoever is behind the story, Bravo, because I feel AW has the talent. The roster is incredible. I just need stories. I need to feel invested. And this one, I can't get enough. I believe that they need to keep this team rocking and rolling. I don't know what their original plan was. I I assume one of them was supposed to turn on the other and we get a a world title match. No. And you know what? I don't care if the world title's caught up in it. Whatever. It's part Uh, of the story now. Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. No, no. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's like you said, uh, but they it's almost like they backed into this gold situation. And there was one moment tonight. I know we're going to get into it. Or, uh, you know, obviously they had the tag match, but uh, uh, can I jump ahead to after yes, the tag you match? Yes, you can. You can do whatever you yeah. want. You're Jimmy no. Cordero. No. <laughs> they, they tease that little bit of dissension. We, uh, we figure somewhere down the line, this team is going to have an explosion. And it's going to be, you know, Adam Cole versus MJF somewhere down the line. But for right now, people are loving this team. They have, like I said, backed into a gold situation. Don't have to tease dissension yet. Let people think that this is happening. And when that turn does happen down the road and hopefully further down the road, let it happen out of nowhere. Like like a like a switch just went off as opposed to teasing it. You, I, you can't keep it going. Uh, I, I don't mean to compare. I'm not going to compare. But your world undisputed universal champion hasn't defended those titles in 100 days. And nobody cares because we love the bloodline. We love the storyline. And hopefully we will get that match against Jey Uso at SummerSlam. But Roman has not defended since WrestleMania. And nobody has, like, care. We watched a segment 40 minutes of just talking before anybody laid a hand on somebody. If you tell a good story that that draws people in so this we are in a different time of wrestling we're figuring out world champions are like involved in these extra storylines and and i'm okay with it i'm i'm perfectly okay with that i'm getting really strong rk rk bro vibes in that that team got together like oh well randy orton's gonna turn on riddle and end it but then we got into it and i feel like we just say nope they're they're a team this is too good this is too yeah yeah. You got to roll with this. This is so exciting. Just to make sure we're checking all of our boxes here on the recap stuff. Uh, of course, there's also they cut a, a promo where they made fun of Guevara and Garcia. They gave each other surprise gear, got each other surprise music. Roderick Strong's not okay, happy. That remix sucked. Let's keep it real. The remix of the entrances was a hit immediately. It, it, it was awesome. It just everything about this is knocking out of the park. MJF in the Adam Cole jacket worked for me too. The dance off <laughs> was so entertaining. Oh. I was- the dance, the dance off broke me. Okay, I typically do live watch alongs, and I'm watching. I laugh. 
for like five minutes straight in my live stream. I was like, technical difficulties. I'm sorry. I was in tears. And I wanted more. Like, they did it last week with the push-ups. And I was okay with it. They did it this week with the with the dance-off. Again, Jimmy said it. Sports entertained to the max. And I cannot get enough. It's even and and look i think for me even garcia and guevara came off like a million bucks in this being a part of it, even <laughs> i mean talking garcia about dancing Davis, everybody came off good except for mm -hmm. adam cole <laughs> i mean but i feel like that was even part of it like they were making fun of it that he wasn't going to dance well and that was like right. made it more fun too and then when the music stops and he's still like aggressively Do you notice before they even went into the dance off there was literally three or four signs on the hard cam that said double clothesline. Like the way that they mm -hmm. have been building to the stupid move and the people with the signs. Yeah. I, I just, mm -hmm. I love this. I love this. This is really mm -hmm. what I feel is being missing for me from AEW. It's just a good story that I can sink my teeth into and really, and really get into. I'm invested. I'm so invested. I can talk about this for days. JR mm -hmm. is in the chat. He was watching my live stream. I was legitimately in tears. I just, I loved it. Tremendous. The uh, uh, Shabowski in the chat, uh, thank you so much for being patient with this one, says, name one other team other than MJF and Adam Cole who were in this blind tag team tournament who were not already partners or friends. It made no sense to me. Uh, there were a couple in there. Adam, uh, Brian Cage and uh, Big Bill were a team. Um, Magic Daddy was with somebody. I can't remember uh, who he tagged with, but he, I think it was like the Blade or something. Um, right. Well, Blade uh, and Butcher both had uh, other tag team partners in their regular tag team partners. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, yeah. Um, in any case, I'll be honest, like when they announced this and they were do like started it, I was like, this tag team thing is stupid, but it became mm -hmm. super fun. And I think a lot of people and a lot of teams got a mm -hmm. chance to really show what they can do and do good things. And I think I I've always been a big fan of Garcia. I think that he's he's still young. I think that when all is said and done, he'll be a big star. But I think I think he showed a lot of stuff today in it even like sliding with his head in between the legs of Kavara oh. popped me so much i loved it and just this is maybe fun. maybe because like 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 you mentioned earlier uh, with uh, uh jack perry hanging out with christian these guys hanging out with jericho are probably getting if they're listening because jericho is a guy you should be listening to maybe they're getting it that it's yeah. a lot more than the i have to say it at least once per for Wednesday night, it's it's much more than a twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix oh, splash. I thought you were going to say 10 and 20. So, 20 yeah, and 10. Yeah. You know, Jimmy, I drink before this, okay? Oh. Cut me a break. <laughs> Look, if we're putting dancing potatoes in the bag, we can fill that as much as we want because this go. was... This was just fun. This whole segment. And I loved it. I loved it. it I was, was entertained. I, I, I love everything that these two guys are doing. Again, I don't know who's behind this story, but um, props to them. Yes. More I, stories. You had the roster. Yeah. Just give them interesting stories. You will have such a killer show. And, you know, before this match, I was thinking FTR should be the tag team champions for a while and have some great defenses, especially after this past weekend. Uh, but after tonight, MJF and Adam Cole, baby, they need to be the tag team champions. Am I mm -hmm. right? Everyone, in the, tell me I'm wrong. They got to win the titles, can, right? Can you can you imagine how insufferable MJF will be as a That's baby a face, champ? As a baby face double champ. Uh, oh, I love it. Just, oh. 
Incredible. And how, the, the, how the crowd going crazy for the dive too. Sorry, Jimmy, but I just oh, had no, to bring no. up when he was doing the yeah. dive and he hesitated and the crowd just like hyped him up. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. The only thing is, like I said, they didn't need to tease that dissension tonight. And also afterwards, you know, uh, FTR came out. Uh, th was that necessary? No, you know, it didn't it have to take not. that long. If you're going to have them come out for some whatever reason you needed them to come out, they didn't need to come out. But have them come to the stage, hold the titles and just go, yeah, whatever, and walk away. That's all you needed. And then you could have given the ladies that much more time. Yeah, I, I didn't think because uh, allegedly the tag title match is not happening until the 29th. So maybe we right. could have had the stare down next week. You know what I mean? I there didn't I didn't feel it was necessary. I mm -hmm. didn't like the tease of tension already because I'm just loving this. However, <laughs> the crowd, I hope they listen to the fans because the crowd automatically started chanting, hug it out. Like, we're all <laughs> showing AW, do not break these guys off no matter what you do. Uh, right. My only uh, kind of like what this emoji right here is Roderick Strong seems to be going through it right now with Adam Cole and, and, and he's so high on MJF. So I'm very curious what we're going to do with Roderick Strong here. Is he going to be the one that cost him the tag titles? I have questions. That's all I'm saying. I feel bad for Roderick Strong. Because I don't. I don't. He's, uh, he, left, he, he left Diamond Mine behind. This is what he gets. They kicked him it's out. It's not, he, wanted, he, was, he was shepherding uh, them to a better place. And then they kicked him out. And now look at you, Diamond Mine. But I do. I feel bad because he's like got a neck brace. So I was like, How, where are my friends? Why is my friend not hanging with me? He's, he's got a neck break on, brace on. He can hardly walk. He's like. Nothing's going. Yeah, who wants his to way. hang out with somebody with a neck brace? No wonder why he left him for NJF. I would too. Uh, I I do want to say that we got a yes, yes boy in the chat mm -hmm. uh, saying, "What do y'all think of the Garcia MJF thrust battle?" I think uh, you just missed it. We were just chatting about it. Yeah, no, but who uh, won you, the thrust battle? Uh, uh, who do y'all think? What? Yeah, well, who won the, the thrust battle? Who won the dance the, off? Those who are still fans of sports entertainment. That's. That's calling it down the middle, Jimmy Corden. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like I said, I think that Gar I, th I think Garcia is really growing. I think he's going to be awesome. But yeah, Cole looked at the title with lust in his eyes, and that's the that's going to be the thing that breaks up. Hopefully not, though. I still want FTR. I still want them to be FTR, even though I like FTR. I'm they bored, I don't know. They but, didn't uh, need to do that yet. Let's put it that way. Does FTR sports entertain you or do they in-ring entertain you, Jack? Mostly in-ring entertain me. But uh, yeah. I think Dax can cut a good promo. Like, he's, mm -hmm. he's a good promo. I mean, nothing's sports entertaining me like MJF and Adam Cole, though. I mean, that's not even fair. No. That's not even a fair like comparison. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I, love, I love what they're doing right now. Just give them uh, the titles. Don't, don't, yeah. don't make me have to squirm. But you guys are right. I think they could have waited for the FTR bit until next week. And I think that's what WWE is doing good with the bloodline is they're very good about saying, no, 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 you don't see the next part until next week. You got to tune mm -hmm. in for that part uh, where this one felt like they did give us Adam Cole and MJF one and there's dissension and there's the FTR. I think they could have done all those in different weeks if they were. There's doing. your 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag. 20 uh, in 10. Did I yes. say it right? Yes. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, but uh, Garcia won the thrust battle. That's right. Um, we move on and we get a, uh, a promo that was informational, but felt like it was a little 
weird to me. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Best friends, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne are all hanging out with Renee. And they're basically selling us on the next couple episodes. We got Ring of Honor tag titles on the line. Chris Statlander's defending Royal Rampage, AR Fox versus Cassidy. Uh, Jimmy, this, I mean, I'm glad they were all on TV, but it also felt very like, not to put 20 pounds on uh, potatoes uh, uh, in your bag for you, but uh, it felt like they didn't need to do all this. No, I totally agree. It wasn't needed. Let's put it that way. It, I get, uh, hey, maybe a quick little, hey, look, we're going to hear from these teams on Friday's rampage or whatever the case may be. But you didn't have to do the whole backstage interview kind of uh, promo, uh, them interacting and all that kind of stuff. Again, more time wasted that could have been better utilized with other talent on the show. I think in, in Isa, I want to know your thoughts. I felt like if they did one of these people and just gave them a full real promo, as opposed to trying to get everybody in, it would have been more effective. Yeah. 100%. You want to know what I got out of this, Jack, that I completely forgot the Statlander is a TBS champ until I saw her standing there. And I was like, Oh crap. I forgot she has the belt. And I will tell you one thing. I'm not saying it might be failing, but I never forgot when Jade was champ, whether you were featuring her or not. I knew mm -hmm. Jade was the champ. And when she showed up with the title, I was like, why did I forget? Why did I forget that she's champ? What's missing with her title reign right now? Uh, let's let's fix it. You, you still have time to fix that. And, and putting her in a multi-people promo where you're just pushing a bunch of matches at once is not the way to go. Yeah, because I don't remember who she's facing even. Um, they just said she's defending Same. the title, which right. to your point, I think it would have been better because Chris Statlander can talk on a microphone. I think it would have been better to just have Chris Statlander there and maybe best friends hanging out behind her just for the sake of it because they're all friends but yeah you have her cut a promo talking about how she's the champ and what makes her different than jade cargill and remind us who she is and she's gonna have a match she's gonna beat somebody up as opposed to there you go. i like the idea like because i also like the idea that ar fox is getting a shot at orange cassidy but i also thought that it was presented in kind of a lame way like mm. darby allen is asking for him it is like A.R. Fox is a grown man. He can ask for a title shot. He doesn't need Darby to do it for him. He's I don't know. Shy. It's just a weird, it's just a weird mm. promo. I didn't, I don't know. It was yeah. weird to me. Yeah. Weird. Weird stuff. Uh, Monopoly man, though, knows how to get featured in the chat here by saying this is the most kick-ass wrestling after show podcast in the universe. Thank you, Monopoly man. Thank you, Monopoly man. Yeah. Sucking up works great on yes. me. So just so you know. <laughs> or as they call it, some people call it chasing the hug. Well, guess what? You get one. You get <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so I'm, we, not, I'm not a hugger. Sorry. We, we get to the, I'm a hugger. I like hugging. If I see any of you guys in the chat or anyone on the show, just come up and be like, Jack, bear hug time. And I'm going to be like, roar. There you go. That's how I <laughs> Um, in any case, Jack, what? Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all fired up after watching the thrust battle. Okay, come right. on. Let, let me, we uh, we get blood and guts, and this was half the show. Um, mm -hmm. we start with Kenny versus Claudio, then they get a, a hot start, but then we get to uh, pack 
then Paige, then Mox, then Nick, then Yuta, then Matt, then Takeshita, then Ibushi. We got nails, glass, bolt cutters. The match eventually falls apart as Pac and Claudio can't work together and Pac leaves, then Takeshita leaves. Then the numbers are eventually too much and the elite beat the Blackpool Combat Club by choking out Yuta. Hmm. Jimmy, we have a, a comment here in the chat from earlier wasn't a super chat, but I was like, this is a question for Jimmy Corderas. Hmm. King Kia says, this may be too much thinking, but once Pac quit, wasn't the match over? That's interesting. If it was under traditional war games uh, rules, I believe it would be. I can't. I, I still have to go back and check my, my rules book. But at the same time, it's interesting that I find that Pac would walk out, as, you know, as, and, and leave his... Uh, his uh, teammates behind. Does that make him so the heel pulls a heel move on his heel buddies? I don't know. It just it doesn't make him a baby face now, does it? I, I don't know. It's just I don't think it, it Pat felt can awesome. be a, a baby face. He's exactly a, he's such a mean looking person. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, it, it was a match where he expected a lot to happen, including broken glass everywhere, people uh, bleeding in the cage. You know, we just don't care. You know. Speaking of the glass, Issa, um, in general, I'm not a fan of ta- thumbtacks and glass oh, yeah. and, I love and stuff like I that. I love blood. Bring it. Um, well, then maybe you'll appreciate this. I thought in this case it made sense because it felt so much like Blackpool Combat Club was challenging the elite in whether or not they're violent enough and tough enough to be the number one group in AEW. So it felt like from a story perspective, it actually made sense. The elite had to overcome this kind of stuff to win in the proper way. Uh, How do you feel about it? I really enjoy this. Obviously you guys know Puerto Rico is the birthplace of hardcore wrestling. Do your research. So we, we, I love this kind of stuff, right? I I love the thumbtacks, like raining thumbtacks. I love the bed of nails. I love the broken glass. I thought it came out at really good times. There was something about this match that paced right. It didn't feel like they were just throwing all of these spots at once. Maybe it's because they started at around 9, 10, 9, 12, and we had the time to slowly introduce all of these things, but I thought it was very well done in the way they introduced uh, the spots into the ring. I I liked it. Uh, the blood took 21 minutes. I timed it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It took 21 minutes before we saw some blood. And here's the difference and and i hate to bring this up but we talk a lot about moxley bleeds just from staring at the cage he didn't this time but he looked like a badass because it made sense for Mox to be bleeding in this match. Mm. And, and as soon as he started bleeding and he was still going and there was nobody knocking him down, I thought Moxley looked like a badass. I love this match. Might be up there because even the finish makes sense, right? There was nobody landing on a soft pad mm-hmm. <clears throat> like like we've seen in the past. It was, it was Will Yuta practically being murdered. And it, we just had this, whether it leaked on purpose or not, we just had all of these rules of things that aren't allowed, and they broke 75% of these like new rules in this one match, right? But it made sense for the match to end this way. What I would change is both of these guys leaving. I don't know if Takeshita, like, maybe he has some issues with his visa and he can't work overtime because as soon as the 10 o'clock hit, he left. I understood why Pac left. Pac is nobody to work with anyone. We need somebody to challenge Claudio at death before dishonor because Mark Briscoe is now injured. I like how they set this up. 
now I don't need somebody else leaving because it makes pack leaving mean nothing. It makes pack leaving mean nothing. You should have just knocked him out somewhere and not include Takeshita anymore in the sh- in the match. But we didn't need these guys leaving back to back. If one person can work with BCC, that already kind of crumbles their numbers. That's all I need. Move on from that to Willer Yura getting murdered by the elite. And that's the end. That's the end. Again, 2010, like Jimmy said. But I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought everybody gave them their all. Kenny Omega just had an incredible match against mm-hmm. Hijo del Vikingo on Triple H on Saturday. So to go from that to this in such a short turnaround, mm-hmm. shout out to him. I, I have fun. I was I was entertained. I it, It's up there. Might be my favorite Blood and Guts match because the mm-hmm. finish made sense and it's not... I, I really like the inner circle against the pinnacle. It's up there for me, but I hated that the camera angle showed that Jericho landed on that mattress basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I would change about that match and I feel like the ending of this one felt more brutal for what we saw, so I liked it more. I will say, I think... Um... With Takeshita, I, I agree. I agree with the overall with the idea of both guys leaving kind of makes one person leaving not seem like that big of a deal. I do think what they were trying to do with Takeshita, and I don't know if they sold it properly, was it was Don Callis saying, "Look, we're not winning this thing. Let's get out of here." So his, I think, pack was more of a screw you guys. I don't like you anyways. And I think but the I don't need more Don Callis. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we going to win. Involving a whole different storyline with Jericho. That was enough. Right. Don Callis in this match. Like, how many storylines are we going to involve him in? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying this is what the story is. I'm not saying that. I'm and, just saying you're wrong, guess, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't think so. I get what you're trying to say, Jack, but I, I have to agree that I didn't think that the second leaving needed one person leaving means a lot more i think it's, if they, just, it's just bottom line especially bottom if he's line. gonna go on to challenge for the world title on friday now what mm-hmm. they're gonna challenge for it too maybe it's a triple threat i don't know i'm just saying i think if they had this is where i think if they they had a camera on don Callis, like and you could hear him saying hey forget it they're gonna lose get out of let's get out of here like they can't no, win you like just not done selling it. that you should have just mm-hmm. not that done, done it yeah, because you're exactly. setting up a bigger angle for a world title between Claudio and Pac, and it just doesn't feel as impactful. You should have just yeah. not done it. That's yeah. it. Well, I don't mind. Jimmy, I'm going to say something controversial here. Go and uh, all the, all the, I'm, I've said before, I'm not a big nails and glass and mm-hmm. stuff kind of guy. Like, I, I get it, but it, it's not really my thing. But that's, even that aside. I don't think I'm a blood and guts fan. I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a war games fan. I -hmm. think I like the idea. I think the idea is great, but I don't like that. I have to wait 22 minutes for the match to start. I feel like there's a lot of time where I'm just kind of like waiting for the end. You know, I feel like it's kind of like a, like a last man standing match sometimes where you end up Mm. like the idea is great, but then really it's like 20 minutes of them, laying on the ground while the ref is counting slowly. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like the visual. I like the idea, but I find myself when I'm watching these matches for the first half, I feel like I'm just waiting for the the second half to start. I guess uh, that's an interesting way to put it because they kept saying that the match doesn't officially begin until all the contestants are, or all the participants are in the ring. So you have, so what are we doing when uh, when they get to nine? This has been going on for over half an hour now. 
So the, the match hasn't officially begun. Do you know what I mean? It, it, right. it's, it's kind of a weird wording. The match officially begins with all the participants are in the ring from both teams. You know, so, so I get that. Uh, but the only thing... You, I, I the, like the, it. What's, what's supposed to be intimidating here, yes, you can introduce other elements like thumbtacks, like a table. They brought chairs out, that sort of thing. But you don't, you don't have to bring too much of it because the structure is supposed to be the intimidating factor. Use mm-hmm. the structure. It's the it's the cage. It's the surrounding. When they fought on top, that was a, supposed to be a big deal. They didn't need to. Uh, by the way, I don't remember how the thumbtacks got there. It was <laughs> they, they, they they brought him to the top, and then he made it rain for once because yeah. Will, Will Yuta got, was scared of heights, so he got right back down and left one of the young bucks up there, and he uh, uh, okay. opened the yeah, thumbtacks right. and okay. made it rain. Okay. I gotta I disagree a little bit with you on this one, that's Jack. Fine. I feel like not you, Jimmy. I will oh. never disagree oh. with you. You're always <laughs> right in my world. Not Jack, though. Um, I think that if you look at it from the perspective of this match doesn't start until everybody is in. So you're giving these teams 22 minutes to make as much damage as possible. So when the last member come in, you should be able to take it. And you're spending your time seeing what team is the most handicapped as soon as the match starts. It's a different way to look at it. It's a different perspective. You're giving people time to F each other up. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that, that, that really bothered me, sorry to cut you off there, Jack, was, okay, when a team gets the advantage, right? And then all of a sudden here comes the time for the other member to even the odds. Why are they taking their time getting down to the cage? You know what? They should be hauling ass to get mm-hmm. down there to help their teammates instead of coming out and going in and looking for the adulation and doing their entrance and stuff like that while the music's playing. Get in there. I think it will make more sense if they're intimidated by what they're seeing, right, Jimmy? Like what I just mm. said is that you have these 20, 25 minutes to like mess each other up. So if you're the last person coming in, everybody's bleeding. There's all kinds of things in them. So if you're gonna take your time to get to the ring, it should be because you're like, oh shit, should I oh. even should I even Ooh. get in there? Once I get in there, it starts. Should I take my time? But they don't even play with that psychology. It's just they're just taking their time to make their entrance where it should be like. I am not sure if I am wanting to get in that or not. Right. Right. I, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with that. 99% of the time, I will say at the end, uh, when Ibushi, Ibushi, how do I say it? Is it Ibushi? I don't. Kota Ibushi. Ibushi? Yeah, I'm saying it right. Okay. Ibushi comes in and he was going really slow and uh, Moxley had his hand, his foot on uh, Omega's hand on the nails. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was coming in slow. I think logically you'd say get in there fast and save your friends. But I do yeah. think that was a moment of like drama and tension, the slow him walking to Moxley and Moxley saying, come on. You know, I thought, I think that was a moment of like, okay, now we're building cinematic tension. That looks cool. Uh, but I do think there are moments and maybe this is just because WWE has done that. Like they have a team that has worked in this forever, but there were moments that like when they were climbing to the top of the cage and it was in picture in picture, and we're just kind of be like shown surprise, mm. they're on the cage. I was like, you should have done the thing where you're watching them climb and like showing mm-hmm. how high they're climbing and make me feel that oh, this is scary, as opposed mm-hmm. to just like, oh, look, in the small screen on the corner while I'm getting an ad about you know, don't vape or whatever or something. Yeah. You know, at the time. I can't do like, picture in picture. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. And there were so many freaking breaks during this match. I didn't like that. Maybe you could have put more more 
breaks throughout the regular show just so we didn't get that many here but i'm not mm. a picture in picture person never been i agree with you completely i that is the one that's one thing in pro wrestling i wanted to get rid of i don't it needs to go away yeah absolutely needs to go away i, I for all companies that do it it's just yeah. so annoying i'd rather just go to a commercial break i don't right I, just and, i feel like it's it, it you get less of both when you do that yeah and when you do exactly. go to commercial commercial break during a match don't have several matches go to it in similar fashion that's one of the issues uh, wwe has you right. see this big bump to the outside of the ring can they make it back inside the ring will this match continue we'll find out and just you know the only time they did it right was when Wheeler Yuta came in and they went to commercial. Respect for that one. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor Wheeler. Um, <laughs> uh, I do think that um, for all, all my, my gripes, I do think that coming out of this, this is going to be really great because I definitely want to see Pac versus Claudio. I think they're going to tear Same. it up. Um, I went to, to Twitter and I actually said, I kind of want to see Claudio versus Mox. I want to see Claudio versus Blackpool Combat Club people. I, I feel like those would be banger matches. I, let's, I like the team, but let's break it up so we can see these guys fight. I don't care who we see Claudio against. I want to see Claudio against Pac. What I really need is, is the elite and, and BCC to be done. They've been feuding for what seems like forever. Right. Uh, we had a stadium, stadium stampede. We now have blood and guts. This really does need to wrap it up for these guys, and we need to go into different directions, especially with the humongous all-in coming in all out a week later. You need these guys in different fields. You need to start building these cards. This was fun. Stadium stampede was fun. It's time to move on and, and recognize mm -hmm. that these guys need new fields. Yeah. Agree completely. I, I yep. definitely think it's time for them all to move on and um, and go. I think the group should. I mean, I don't think elite ever it will ever like break up like that. But I think they need to sort of go their own ways for a little bit and right. do their yeah, own one, thing. One of those. One of those. Yeah. But if you ever need us, we're here. Just give us a call. right, right, right. You don't need to break them up. You can put the the young bucks back in the tag team division. I've been dying to see Kenny Omega back in the singles division. Hangman could be in the singles division. There's so yeah. much you can do. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a massive show to build in based on these ticket sales that have been reported with All In, and I really just want to see a solid car and for this show to be successful. They absolutely need Kenny Omega and Adam Page in the hunt mm -hmm. for the title because mm -hmm. Kenny Omega, he's such a, a star as a wrestler. He's mm -hmm. such a... He could be their Brock Lesnar in the sense that not that he's overpowering people, but like he shows up every now and again for the big shows, right. has a big ticket selling mm -hmm. match. And then even if you want to have him say, take some time off, but then come back for your big super show. Like mm -hmm. he's just a, a, an attraction. And I don't think there's, there's very few people in AEW or really in wrestling where I think that fan base loves someone as much as they love Adam Page. And, I think Adam you, Page is just. Yeah. And if you look at the, the ratings too, when when Kenny Omega is advertised on a singles match, his segment does yeah. speak. Go look at the numbers; it's proven. Yeah. People do mm -hmm. want to see Kenny Omega wrestle in singles division, and right. and I love what they're doing with MJF and Adam Cole. I can't wait to see where it goes. But if you tell me, hey, all in Adam, Cole, uh, I'm sorry, MJF against Kenny Omega, I'm buying. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm in. Um, and so, yeah, I think that a lot of these guys, they've been in their group rivalries for a while. Time to get into those singles rivalries that print money for them. So right. um, I think that covers it for the most part mm -hmm. for us. Uh, before we go, though, everyone in the chat, let me know what your um, 
that be Tim Mickle said, you mean Yuta, not Omega. <laughs> Who was I? What, oh, what did, I don't know what it, what I messed up on. No, um, no don't pay attention to him. It's okay. He's, okay. he's trying to say we want to see Yuta going after the title. Wheeler Yuta, AEW World Champion. Um, show, so show, everyone, let us know. Printing money. Let us let show us know Jimmy your show. let us know your thoughts in the chat uh, of the show. But as we sign off here, Jimmy, what were your final thoughts of the show, and where can we we'll find you online? I thought, uh, despite some little things, as usual, uh, it's the little things that matter. But at the same time, uh, I thought overall it was a, a fun show. We got, like you said, my favorite part of the show is the odd couple. I was a big fan of the show back in the day with Jack Klugman and, uh, uh, um, oh my goodness. Oh, oh. I, I uh, lost it. Man. You're talking about, um, I don't remember the, I always remember the Walter Matthau and uh, Jack Lemon. Jack, Jack Lemon. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, the odd couple thing is working right now. Don't rush the tension. Take your time because you've stumbled into something that's really, really good here and got people talking. And and I bet you that uh, I'm not a big ratings guy because I like what I like and I, you know, critique what I critique. But at the same time, you know, that speaks volumes. I was reprimanded on Twitter because I don't push ratings numbers enough for someone on a podcast, which I thought was very weird. Mm. Um, so, okay. Sorry, everybody. I was told I don't care about pro wrestling, the health of pro wrestling, if I don't talk about the numbers. Um, no, the, I get it. The numbers are important from a business standpoint, but at the same time, it doesn't affect I what I like I and care. what I enjoy. You know what I mean? I don't care about the numbers. I don't, don't care about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Issa, speaking of not caring about Twitter, what did you think of the show? Where can the world find you on that uh, social media hellscape we know as Twitter? <laughs> I uh, I really like this show. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I thought the show paced nicely. I thought last week I had fun. It paced good. We did have a long match, but I, I like when they waited to do the spots. I thought even having a 15-minute match on this, on this show didn't take away from the way that I felt the show piece um i was sports entertained to the max i was hardcore entertained to the max i just hope that i don't have to see the elite and bcc go against each other in a long time that's all i'm asking for here and people can find me here on tuesday wednesdays and fridays you guys can also find me nyc demon diva i do watch alongs for all these shows that we talk about you can watch them with me over on youtube and um nyc demon diva on tiktok Instagram, Twitter, you guys can find me there. Uh, I will be at uh, WWC Summer Madness here in Puerto Rico, Bayamón. For those who are from Puerto Rico, we will be there Saturday covering all of the action. Awesome. Really quickly, just to jump in here, I didn't give uh, my socials out there just so you know. Wednesday nights, I'm here talking uh, AEW Dynamite with Lisa and usually Justin and sometimes Jack. And mm -hmm. also on Monday nights, it's Triple J uh, following Raw. And you can catch me also on the Reffing It Up podcast okay. with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and uh, RJ, our host. And uh, you can catch me on all my uh, social media platforms from Monday through Friday doing my ref and rants where I take one minute and just give a critique, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws, in, in, in my opinion, to help what I think could use a little uh, assistance. Let's put it that way. Enhancement. Enhancement. Thank yes, you. Jason. I go live on Twitch. Twitter, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, NYC Demon Diva, and all of them. You can find me there. Awesome. And uh, I want to give one of my favorite comments from Killer a Team. It says, Wheeler Yuta is the type of guy to have his friends leave him to die in a match. 
Yes. Four, four wheeler Yuda. That's, he's, he's doing. He's doing his best. Come on. Uh, the Slayer. I want to give a shout out for the super sticker, but also for this comment. Sorry, I'm late. Just got back from celebrating birthday. Caught the main event. Awesome. Happy Slayer. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Good to have you here as well. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's in the chat, whether it be Jason or Rick or the Slayer or Tim or that fly boy, uh, David, who says, I need to bleed like Mox. No, <laughs> um, Jeffrey Sullivan and, uh, of course, KOD and Huffman Elite Train and Swerve Show, which, by the way, had my second favorite chat, but I've lost where it is. I'm saying hit the like button, comment, subscribe, yes, share, please. all that good stuff. Um, make sure and you can Really quick, you don't need to bleed like Mox because, uh, as we saw tonight, Renee was wearing white. So, hey. <laughs> imagine he comes back after the match is like, give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, thanks for being here. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, I am on the Monday after show typically, but uh, also next weekend the 29th i'm going to be on commentary for santino brothers la rumble i got the shirt on right now you can't see it really but it's here uh it's it's like the royal rumble 30 people enter one person wins and they get a title shot it's going to be on fight tv you should check that out it's going to be a good time i want to thank both of you guys for being on the show as well always always fun chatting with you jimmy and isa you know, you are a ne'er-do-well, but uh, I always enjoy getting to chat with you. So thank you to both of you. Thank you to everyone who joined us. Make sure to leave some fun comments in the chat and five-star reviews, and we will see you all on Friday for the SmackDown After Show.